Major Lindsay and Africa presents Bouncing Back, conversations about resilience for lawyers. Welcome to Bouncing Back, Resilience for Lawyers. This podcast is brought to you by Major Lindsay and Africa, the global leader in legal search and consulting. I'm your host, Rebecca Glatzer. I'm a managing director in the associate practice group at Major Lindsay and Africa. In this podcast, I'll speak to successful professionals about the hiccups, bumps, bruises, and setbacks they've experienced in their careers and their personal lives, and how they ultimately bounced back from those experiences to thrive. Today, my guest is Josh Smith. Josh serves as general counsel of New Park's Fluids Division and its chief IP counsel. New Park Fluids is a worldwide provider of drilling, completion, and stimulation fluids to the oil and gas market. Josh has been at Newbark for almost four years, where his diverse practice includes real estate, business and technology transactions, employment, and intellectual property. Previously, Josh was at Slumberger in Houston, focusing on technology-related issues after practicing at McDonald Hopkins in the corporate department, focusing on intellectual property litigation, patent and trademark, and patent and trademark prosecution. Josh received his undergraduate degree in chemical engineering from the University of Dayton and his JD from Chicago Kent College of Law. Josh, thank you for being my guest today. Well, thank you for having me. Well, I will get right into it here. Um, Josh, you mentioned that navigating your career path, your college path, as well as, um, you know, obtaining your JD and and ultimately landing where you are now was um, a little bit, you know, perhaps bumpy and not a complete straight line. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think um, like many professionals, um, as you navigate your career path, there seems to always be um, multiple paths and, and life takes you down a certain path that maybe you didn't expect. And and for me, it probably started before um, I even uh, in selecting a college, honestly, um, I was uh, working towards being an um, attendee of the West Point Military Academy and received an appointment from Congressman Paul Gilmore. And uh, really had my heart set on going to the military academy. And um, in the end, I decided for a more traditional college experience and went down to the University of Dayton and attended and studied chemical engineering. Um, and I think that was my first kind of path that I, I had a choice and, and made a decision for uh, the better or worse to go down a different path. And then that brought me to, um, I guess, fast forwarding to when I had an internship there at, at uh Roman Haas Chemical Company, and I had the opportunity to see what it was like to be an engineer and decide if that was my career path. And um, I enjoyed that. And for the first few weeks, that's where I wanted to be. I think in the end, after the semester, I learned that maybe that wasn't the career path for me and started to look into law, which I always had an interest in. And so another opportunity where I had um, kind of a fork in the road and, and chose a different path. And um, and so that that's kind of been a theme through my career progression and, um, you know, something I'm always kind of looking at is reconfiguring and where where do I want my life to, to be and and doors open up and take you different places. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and it's it's good when you have choices and it's good when you, when you sort of make choices that you hopefully, um, you know, don't regret it. it, it relatedly, I, I'm curious about how you made that jump that first jump from law firm 
to in-house. What was that experience like? Well, I was practicing. Um, I was a young associate. I was a third third year associate, a kind of a mid-sized law firm, um, having good experience in, in IP litigation and doing some prosecution as well. So I got to see both sides of kind of intellectual property law practice. Um, but I was starting to think about, you know, how was my career going to advance at the firm? And I was doing well billable hour wise and, and kind of settled in there. And that wasn't an issue for me. Um, but I was starting to look at the successful partners and say, I needed a book of business. And so how was I going to get that specialty skill or how was I going to bring in essentially customers to the law firm? And um, I struggled with how I was going to do that. I didn't feel like I had, you know, I didn't have a career before I went to law school. I went right into law school. Um, so I didn't have any of that to fall back on. And so at the time I thought, well, maybe in-house was a way I could kind of develop a special set of skills. If I was still interested in law firm, maybe I could make that tough jump back to law firm with that kind of specialized skill. Um, so I kind of just started to look around and kind of quickly was able to land an in-house position. Um, and I struggled with the decision, honestly, between the, the two mightily, because I was afraid once I made that decision in-house, it would be very difficult to go back to a law firm and um, spoke to various people. But kind of in the end, I thought, well, I could really learn a lot from being in-house. I could learn what it was like to run a business. I could learn about the business aspects of law. And um, again, I thought I could develop a specialized skills that could be helpful in my career if I did want to go back to a law firm. So I did take that jump and moved in-house, um, but I struggled with kind of all of those thoughts that I think are traditionally held by attorneys as they make that decision. Definitely, definitely. It certainly takes um, a leap of faith um, to, to, you know, decide whether to leave um, the firm you know um, and go into a completely different set of skills uh, in the in-house arena. Um, was your first job uh, an intellectual property-focused role or was it a little bit more ge generalist in nature? Yeah, it was it was really building off my intellectual property experience. So it was really a kind of a specialty role. Um, um, it was building off that patent and trademark prosecution skills I had, but it, it got into a little broader breadth of contracting and some transactions. Um, but the role was mostly intellectual property focused. Gotcha. And just for our listening audience, did you find the role like through your own connections or did you find it through like a job board or a recruiter or some other other means? I found it through a recruiter. Um, at the time I was practicing in Cleveland, Ohio, and the role was in Houston. So at the time I was young and, and willing to relocate anywhere. And um, uh, I think because of that, it was a little easier to find the role through a recruiter. Yeah, absolutely. No, that makes complete sense when you're changing geographies. No, that sounds great. Um, and did you have Houston, you know, connections or was it just kind of, again, a leap of faith? Like, this seems like a better fit, warmer weather. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it was a little bit go. of all that. It was really a leap of faith. I have no, still don't have any family down here. Um, just my wife and I and our daughter. But um, we moved down kind of on a whim, deciding we'd probably like the weather and, um I also, you know, I was attracted to energy industry. Um, the first position I took was with Schlumberger, an oil and gas company, and um, I've always been kind of fascinated with oil and gas and energy, and and so it was a good, it was obviously a good opportunity and good fit 
um, good fit in that respect. And then also I thought just being in the Houston area with that interest was a good um, good idea and a good good position to be in. No, that, that makes complete and total sense. And um, you then, you know, after a couple of years, moved from Schlumberger to New Park, um, which it seems like the New Park role is a bit broader. You know, can you share how that happens? Um, I'm asking specifically for um, those in the listening audience who, you know, ultimately want to be a GC or want to kind of move on from being sort of legal focused to maybe a more business role or don't wish to be, you know, completely niche um, throughout the entirety of their in-house career. And I was curious how that sort of manifested for you. Yeah, I mean, for me, I was um, kind of advanced in Schlumberger and was at a role where, you know, I was essentially um, looking at waiting for a box to open as a chief IP counsel or um, another senior role in the in the department. And um, that was frustrating to me <laughs> in, the, in the corporate world, just waiting for that, uh, being feeling like you're ready and and um, and not having that opportunity yet. And I wasn't I wasn't globally mobile and that kind of limited my opportunities. So because of that, I. I started to look externally for something that would be the right fit. And I looked, honestly, I kind of just took a step back and looked at, okay, is this a time that I want to go back to a law firm? Do I want to stay in the in-house role? Um, or, you know, which route do I want to go? Um, I'd always still had that kind of burning desire to go back to a law firm. And so I explored that a little bit. Um and um, I think because of that, it took me a while. It took me well over a year to find the right role. Um, but I ended up finding a, a role at, at New Park. And at the time, the initial role was um, as the chief IP counsel. They just wanted someone to come in and manage intellectual property issues. The general counsel didn't have that experience and needed somebody with that skill set. And so that's how I got into the role initially. Um, and as you mentioned, the roles change now. Um, I kind of came in, was got the intellectual property issues under control. We had a couple um, litigations and a couple disputes that I was able to work through and um, got things organized and in a good place. And um, they asked me if I wanted to take on some more, some different aspects of, of the role. And um, so initially I took on some EPA and FDA law issues that I had Honestly, no, no, um, no background in and no education and certainly and um, but I was able to kind of navigate those through those with with the help of outside counsel, obviously, and um, that was a, kind of the first time where I was able to kind of show them that I was able to handle various new legal issues that were facing the company. Um, and so anyways, the role has kind of grown now to be uh, the general counsel of, of one of the divisions of the company and still doing the chief IP counsel role. So um, it's a dual role. Um, I spend more time probably doing non-IP issues than I do IP issues, but um, the diversity of practice is really attractive to me right now. And it's allowing me to kind of build my skill set outside of that IP space where kind of where I'm more familiar with, I guess. Yeah, no, that, that's great. Something you know, and then also a challenge. 
you know, to be a GC of either a company or a division within a large company is, you know, often the goal. I, I hear this a lot from more junior folks, you know, what do you, where do you see yourselves in 10, 15, 20 years? And being a GC is definitely on the radar screen of, of many of the folks that I've talked to. And I was curious what factors do you think contributed to your success in getting this opportunity? Um, well, I think it, honestly, I think it was, the roles kind of built on themselves. I think from the first role I had in-house is they really teach you how to be a, you know, a business partner um, to develop that kind of trusted advisor role within um, your technology group or your division or or the company itself. And I think the more that you can build that kind of reputation and that relationship, um, that can really help help you advance and help the company to think more of you. And I think that's kind of what happened is I kind of went in with that mindset of I'm here to help the company and whatever the company needs, I'm willing to do. And I think the company saw that and felt that. And, um, you know, as issues came up and as a need, as kind of the need of the company changed from this kind of IP centric focused role to, hey, we need somebody managing the legal issues of this division, in addition to what you're doing, can you handle both? Um, you know, be willing to do that and step up and and take on kind of some additional responsibility. Um, got got me the role. Yeah, you know that 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 makes sense. It's like you were like, I'll figure it out. Let's let's move forward and give it a whirl, which I, I think is a great quality. However, you would sort of find that you know, willing to take risks and willing to kind of put yourself out there, um, which I think is really evidence of resilience um, and kind of the theme of this podcast. Um, you know, where do you think your strength or willingness to do that um, comes from? You know, so not everybody is uh, open to trying new things and risk failing, um, you know, in the way that you did in terms of, um, you know, growing um, at Schlumberger and then, you know, kind of leaping onto a new opportunity at New Park. Um, you know, is that something that you think comes from, a, you know, a, an experience in your in your youth um, or um, does it come from from elsewhere? It's a good question. Um, I think it's just part of kind of growing up and um, I, I grew up my parents got divorced when I was very young. Um, my mom was a single mom, raised my sister and I, and she just always instilled in us kind of about, you know, hard work, education. Um, and so I guess just kind of seeing that and seeing her, you know, work multiple jobs to kind of get us through school and, and um, you know, to adulthood, uh, I think that was kind of a foundation. But um I just kind of take that same work ethic through through um, the different roles I have and try to, you know, like I said, try to try to ensure that the company knows that I'm putting its interests before my own in the work environment. And um, and then also at the same time, trying to have a, a balanced life outside of work and, um, you know, balance all those things to, to to find my way through the through the troubling times, I guess. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. You know, you've had several different transitions in your career, and I was curious, Josh, you know, are there um, moments that stand out where, you know, it felt like it wasn't going well, <laughs> um, or it felt like a hiccup, or like, oh gosh, this was a mistake, or, you know, the outcome wasn't 
what you expected? Yeah, I mean, I think kind of every role has reached its kind of time where I thought, hey, it, it's it's lasted too long. You know, I was at a law firm for a short period of time, but I, re I recall I wanted to, obviously, I mentioned business development being a kind of a um, issue of how I was going to do that. But I also remember at the time wanting to get more litigation experience, um, get more trial experience, and not feeling like the firm was the right fit there either. Mm. Um, and then I recall at Schlumberger when I was there, again, kind of waiting for that next role, waiting for that responsibility, and it, you know, kind of not happening as quick as I would like. And so I think both of those kind of, you know, in the end, I made transitions from both of those. But at the time, they both felt kind of daunting to, to try to transition from. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense to me. It's something I hear often for trying to make that leap. Um, you know, everything is very linear um, until you get to practicing in a law, law firm. Um, and it continues to be somewhat linear, but then making that leap from law firm to in-house is often not linear at all. So um, That's right. Subsequently, after that, tends to not be linear in the same way, like you mentioned. So uh, it can be a little bit um, scary uh, to to make those kinds of leaps. And I, I think it's right that you've had success in the way that you have. Um, in the last few years, you know, things have been pretty difficult. I think for everyone, uh, due to COVID, due to world events, um, there's been a lot of tumult, just macro and micro-wise, but also in the legal industry with you know, furloughs and layoffs and murders, um, it feels like there's a lot of churn in our industry right now. Um, what advice would you give newly minted attorneys who maybe haven't experienced this kind of tumult in their professional or personal lives before? Uh, another good question. Uh, I guess it's just to try to as much as you can be comfortable and being uncomfortable, you know, um, there are, I think in every industry, there's cycles of ups and downs. Um, you know, certainly in the oil industry, there are ups and downs and now they seem to be happening more frequently than ever. Um, but I think in the legal profession in general, that you have those same kind of cycles. And I think you just have to realize that, uh, you know, doors will open and doors will close and uh, you know if you can be open to um looking and 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 seeking kind of different opportunities you know some can some can find you um and so i guess that would be my my advice is really just to to, to be open and to try to be uncomfortable or be comfortable in the uncomfortable yeah yeah no if it's it's, it's the only way to grow, right? They call it growing pains for a reason. So um, that 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 definitely makes um, complete total sense. Um, any sort of um, resources or thoughts, you know, if if you had, you know, a junior attorney coming to you and saying, you know, I'm not sure exactly what I want to do with my life. You know, there's all these different options. You know, what direction would you point them in, or what advice would you give related to kind of finding themselves um you know in the industry um i i just say talk to different people and whether they're mentors or colleagues their recruiters kind of be open in the fact of you know how you're feeling in your career i i, I don't know an attorney that um doesn't think about their career and what the next step in their career might be um 
And so I think we're all kind of thinking about it. And I think the more discussions you can have with different people to get their input, you know, they, they see you in, you know, especially if it's somewhere they can see you in the social light and in the, in the work environment, um, they can be the best source of kind of giving you that advice that you need, that you might not be able to, um, decipher on your own. That's great advice. Jeff, um, I want to thank you so much for giving of your time and yourself and sharing your experiences with our listeners today. I know they will find them valuable, and I really sincerely appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Bouncing Back, Resilience for Lawyers. Join us next time for another story about thriving after overcoming challenges. You can find Bouncing Back and other programming for lawyers on MLA's Legal Talk Network.